You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? And welcome back. To another episode of the For All Nerd Show. The voice of the Urban Geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, sitting in the captain's chair, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, aka Noob Say What, the Count of Crown Wakanda, future Herald of Galactus, Hash Tetram, Doctor Who's Man Says This. Soldier 70 Spliff here in the spaceship tonight. Yes. And as always, I'm joined by Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Flex Luthor, Nets Landers, Gucci Mane, DeLorean, the Lord of Lightsabers, uh, Chance the Parappa, hey. and the Ting of the North. There you go. Toss a coin to your ninja. Yes. Because we are back better than ever welcome all new listeners all the new viewers everybody peeping us right now on twitch.tv slash for all nerds that's for all nerds you know mm-hmm. you already know that because you're here watching seeing these beautiful smiles all of this beautiful melanin in your face it's springtime spring is here again is it really springtime? Because the weather's been tripping. Like, I mean, one, one day is, is 60 degrees, the next day is 80, the next day is 40. Like, yeah, global uh, warming is There you go. Bitch. You know, we get two seasons these days. We get <laughs> summer and winter and, you know, chaos Mad cold in between. and more hot. There That's you what go. we get. <laughs> Pretty much. And right now we're in the middle of it where you get one every other day. Yeah. But, you know, that's spring now. That's, you know, that's spring. You know? It is what it is. But springtime yep. is bringing good things because... Mm-hmm. Especially from the Disney camp, the mm. camp of Mickey from the block, because they... Mickey from the foot on your neck. Yo! <laughs> when I say the hold that Disney slash Marvel has on my life, it's, it's and it's been ongoing for the last 10 years, like, <laughs> like, I mean, let's be really real about this. Like, y'all understand that, like, damn near every piece of entertainment Disney has had their their hand in it in some way, shape, or form. The the last ten years, bro. I mean, the major piece of entertainment that you have consumed and talked about and we've reviewed, it's come from one place. Generally well, speaking. Generally speaking, because Marvel was Marvel before yeah. Disney, but then when yeah. Disney came through, it was just like, yeah, here's that hammer. And yeah, I mean, for me, it's been my whole damn life. You know, all my memories. Happy May Fourth to everyone. May the Fourth be with you, because. Pretty much my whole life has revolved around Star Wars. And right. then Marvel just came through and was like, hey, you know, like I was already a comic head of Marvel since, Yo. you know, before I can remember pretty much like maybe like seven years old, six years old. I was reading comics, I think. And then, you know, the Marvel, the MCU came through and it's just been like that trailer that they dropped with the Stanley voiceover and yo, oh my god the clips I mean, from the old films yo marvel came through and crushed the buildings as they do because ben i means alluding to that marvel we got nothing what are we calling the marvel hype trailer yeah the marvel <laughs> the stanley train is choo choo like the hype train is just going full speed because like what the chills that 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 enveloped my body when I was watching that, and like you said, like from the voice of Stan Lee of 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 his his, hmm. his monologue, basically, and then seeing, I mean, even though we know it doesn't matter, like seeing these films and getting their their dates, their their release dates, at least as far as today, their release dates, and then everything just coming, literally the titles and everything zooming at your face, like take that, take that, take that, and then uh, 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 uh. they had the audacity to put. 
an A slash four logo. Like, okay, <sighs> Marvel Phase Four, but nigga, that is the Fantastic Four logo. Don't you tell me otherwise. I mean, they already showed that same logo as the Fantastic Four. That was like, the trick on, of it. I mean, even they never showed it. That's yep. always been the Fantastic Four logo. Every iteration has generally been that. Yep. So you can't show me that and don't think I'm a f- not going to flip the fuck out. Because I did. I know you did. I mean, I definitely did. I was bawling. I can't lie. When my man Stanley hit the, that man next to you, that's your brother. That woman next to you, that's your sister. I was just like, oh, you know, Stan got it right, you know, for all his other faults, whatever. When it came to the vision he was putting out there, he was like, you know, Gene Roddenberry, same type of thing. You know, both men had faults and shit, but the vision they were putting out there was just next level. You know, like Stan always talked about how, you know, they were against racism, against bigotry, against any of that stuff of Mm -hmm. any kind. Mm-hmm. You know, and to hear his voice again and to see all these clips of all these classic joints, I mean, that are now classic to all of us. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, after they build up, you know, like that man next to you and they got, you know, T'Challa sitting there with Killmonger. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, oh, right God, it the, hurts. Right and, in the feels. And, right in the feels. And then oh. they come in with the Wakanda forever. Like, like so, so. Yeah, so they released the official titles of all of these films. Oh, God. As Benami said, Black Panther 2 is officially titled Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever, bro. Like, <laughs> a whole cultural phenomenon that had us in a chokehold for two years straight. Now, even now. Like. If a, they, a whole mm. phrase that took over an emoji. Mm. Like, come on, y'all. They also announced the uh, Ant-Man, the, the Ant-Man, the Wasp title, Quantum Ant-Man. And the Wasp Quantum Mania. The Quantum Realm, we know that was going on. Like, again, we, we know Shang-Chi is on the way. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm. We know Black Widow on the way. I just want to see it and get it over with. Like, <laughs> oh, my no. God. Black we, Widow, I mean, I can't lie. I'm hyped. Especially every little bit more they keep showing. I'm like... Because it's, it's Marvel again, you know, and I mean, I'm I just not doubting them. see it because it's going to be important to the greater yes. story. Absolutely. Yes. The um, the Marvels. Mm-hmm. You peep Yo. how it's the, it's like Monica's logo, I mean, font with the um, Captain Marvel. Marvel logo and then the S of Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, right. Like, what a logo. That was a sick. You so know, you're gonna have this. You're gonna have this with Brie Lawson, mm-hmm. Brie Larson rather, uh, Monica Rambeau, and then what's the what's the young lady who's playing um, Miss Marvel? I don't know, but you just called her Monica Rambeau like that's the woman playing. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tiana Paris. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm not sure the young lady who is playing Miss Marvel yet. She has not yet become a household name like she will be in about three, four months. I'd say. So, also, while you are looking that up... Her name is Iman Villani. There we go. Yes. And there's been... did You saw the photos of her on set in the costume, right? Yes! Fire. I saw those pictures. I just, again, just flipping out when it comes to all of this stuff. And and my thing is, everybody should be flipping out. It don't matter what level of Marvel fan you are. It doesn't matter if you've never read the books. It never will. Who cares? Mm. The fact that they're doing Mm -hmm. these types of stories... And the fact that they're doing it in so many different ways. You go, you're literally going from TV to film to, to random um, web web series. Like, like it's, it's just, it's unbelievable. Like, at the end of the day, it's just genius when you see it all in aggregate. But, but it's really kind of just unbelievable about all this stuff that's happening. And then you have the Eternals coming. And then you have Garden of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming. Like, it's just so much. to It's so much to compute. But I, it makes me happy. And, and at the end of the day, it makes me really excited. And that was the whole purpose of this trailer. Like, yeah, we know y'all know. But y'all don't know. And then, like, the Shane Chi trailer, we didn't get to talk about that. Because that dropped, like, last week, right after right. we recorded. On our next. On our next, on you our know. Next. Let's talk about that. What you think about that trailer? I, th- I thought, listen, it's like. What I mean, the foot's on the say? neck at this point, you know. It's- it's fire. I, yeah. I was already excited. I, I like that it's they're reclaiming. And, and again, people are trying to liken this to the Asian, quote unquote, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if that's the right way to go about it, but 
the reason why, because they, they noticed that there's a lot of different Asian cultures being mixed in mm-hmm. to give you like this, this new hero and, then, and the background of all the different characters and stuff like that. So I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I w- definitely wanted to have that, you know, a big level of support from, and and I, and I someone had posted this, Um, I, there was a journalist that said they feel like really it's going to be Asian Americans that are going to really push this and make this big, like to Black Panther levels big. Oh, I mean, I think so. But I think Black people are going to be like, especially my, and I think pretty much all generations grow up watching Kung Fu movies on Saturday morning. You know, that was like the thing from the 80s to the 90s and then to Power Saturday, Rangers. They, they used to do it on Saturday mornings? Oh my God, yo. Yeah, I see, see that I, was... I, I learned about Kung Fu through like tbs cable yeah no that was like the ill era was like the i guess 80s to early 90s and even 70s so that's where wu-tang you know why they're so kung fu influenced and a lot of us are so like hip early hip-hop are so kung fu influenced because growing up it'd be every saturday around like 11 o'clock or so there'd be a kung fu joint and i mean like the real you know like the you know the shaw bros you know like the you know one of my favorite memories is this one where this dude at the end, he's coming down on the villain and, you know, the dude is laying there and he's about to hit him in the head. And instead of showing it, they cut back to his training montage when he was smashing these pots with his hand. Oh, my so, God. So it's like, oh my God. you know, the pot explodes. Yeah, and they're like, like that's like what my, happened. Like my entry <laughs> into Kung Fu and martial arts flicks was Jackie Chan. Oh, Jet no. Um, I saw those two first before that. I mean, I that's fire. About- Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Drunken master. Yeah, yeah. Before oh, I learned God. about like Bruce Lee and all that stuff, like, but that all yeah. came hand in hand. So, so Jack. I mean, and Jackie Chan's freaking legend. Legendary. Jackie Chan, uh, Chun, oh uh, not Chun Li, but Jet Li. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Bruce Lee, Ooh. Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Like when you now you starting to get into like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon type stuff, and like like all of those people in in that like generation. That's that's where I learned about the kung fu flicks and and all that stuff. Yeah. So. See, I learned about it from the Shaw Bros and like the. Um, Five Deadly Venoms, the Flying Guillotines, the, mm-hmm. you know, all those classic Wu-Tang versus this, you know, Wu-Tang, you know, Shaolin versus Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. all those, like, every Saturday, I mean, the Flying Guillotine, we were just talking about that with Mortal Kombat, because the dude throws his bladed hat, but the Flying Guillotine was like this joint you threw that would land on a dude's shoulders, yeah. and then you pull the chain, and it cuts your head off. Oh, hell no. Yeah, the flying <laughs> right. guillotine. You oh, know what I mean? Donnie Yen, Ape Man. Like, yeah. Oh, oh God. Like, yeah. That, All like, that's shit. what I, you know, came in with. So Yeah, no, I came in with earlier. But I remember, like, in college when I saw Drunken Master for the first time. And then, like, all the gun food joints that came up around then. Uh, what's Gung my man's? Gun food. You know, my man who, uh, what's the my man's name? Oh, yeah. With all the doves and everything. Uh, uh, the director. Oh, yeah, God. I know what you're talking about. Um, because he directed that one. Um, Face uh, Off. He's director of Face Off. Uh, and he directed John Woo. John Woo, goddamn it! Thank and then you, he cause... directed that one. Um, uh, what I'm trying to say, Marvel. Uh, Hulk. Who? Who? No, that, that was, was Angley. Uh, that was Angley. Angley who did that? Who's yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Woo did. For those who haven't seen him, you should definitely check out where I talk about Gun Fu. Like, uh, Face Off is cool, but Hard Boiled and The Killer. The Killer is the one where Raekwon samples everything on it for Only Built for Cuban What's Links. The name? This is old movie where, like, gun, gun Fu is supposed to be, like, an actual thing. Like, and it has, um, what's his face that plays Batman, um, in, in Dark Knight? Um, Christian Bale. Like, Christian Oh, Bale's that's Equilibrium. Movie? Okay, I yeah. seen that, and then I started reading. Like I seen that like a like last year. Yep. And I started reading stuff about it. and They was talking about gun food, and I'm like, is this a thing? Equilibrium is cool, but go watch Hard Boiled for like one of the illest movies ever about cat shooting. That's Chow Young Fat, you know, going yeah, ham. Okay. I mean, that is yeah, Chow Young Fat, fat w- w- in yo. his prime time. Like my man slides down a stairway railing, two guns deep. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> There's this shootout in a hospital involving Chow and this other dude, and he and Chow's trying to protect this baby that is one of the illest, how they're working all the angles, you know, in this tight-ass space. It's like yeah. hard-boiled is on another level. And right. the killer, like I said, is sampled by Raekwon, you know, extensively. Right. For those who know they woo. So, well, with, with Shang-Chi and the Legend see, of the... 
Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, of course, starring Simi Liu, who is Shang-Chi, the title mm-hmm. character. You have Aquafina there starring uh, or supporting as Katie. We have Tony. Who's playing the Mandarin? Uh, Mandarin's being played by Tony Leung. Uh, yes, Tony Leung, the man. Um, the man. And again, re- reclaiming that who the real Mandarin is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. I didn't realize Florian Montau is in this as well. Um, the MMA fighter that turned mm. actor. Uh, okay. Obviously, my girl Michelle Yo. I just mentioned her. Mm-hmm. Um, Fala Chen is in here. This is a, I mean, I'm just Ronnie Chang. Like, I'm just Ben Kingsley because he was the previous Mandarin. Oh shit! So they are going all the way and going to have him show up in this. I, I was think wondering. So. I think so. We don't know how, but but he's definitely in the cast list. Well, so. in the when in the Marvel um, short films, there's like three or four of them that they released. One of them is like Return of the King or something. It's called. And they're shown the Ten Rings are shown breaking Ben Kingsley out of prison, so oh. he can pay for stealing the Mandarin's name. Right, stealing his identity and stuff. Yeah, okay. so that's gonna pay off in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so needless to oh, say, we get we're, Trevor. We get more Trevor. My we just a little bit hype about this. I love Trevor. <laughs> and looking forward to it uh, again. Marvel Disney has the chokehold on us because we also we talk nowadays when you're talking about Disney, you're also talking about Star Wars. The Bad Batch, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You saw episode one. I did see episode one. Um, I did not have a chance to see episode two. I think we got a promo preview for that, but I just, you know, time been slipping. But yeah, yeah I got to watch episode one, and episode one is like a long-ass joint, too. Especially it's like 45 minutes or something. 57, I think. It's oh. it's it's a good minute for... Especially considering that most of these, the Rebels, Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars were all 30-minute shows. Except mm. when they'd have a long movie or whatever. You think this is just to establish it? That's yeah, why it's just so to get you into it. Because the Bad Batch were introduced in the last season of Clone Wars. Uh, real quick, the Bad Batch are five clones total. Four of them are genetic. Like they don't come out. They didn't come out of the batch perfect. You know, they're the Bad Batch. And so because of that, each of them has a different like abnormality that leads to genetic mutation. Like X Men, one is super strong. One is super smart, one has super aim, and one is a tracker. Okay. And then they're joined by this fifth dude who's a regular clone, and then loses. he becomes mostly cybernetic in his introduction, I mean, in one of the episodes of Clone Wars, when the Bad Batch are introduced. And okay. so then he joins them. So you have these five, you know, irregulars who are the Bad Batch at the beginning of the first episode. And so this is reintroducing them for people who hadn't seen it. Because they were only in like two episodes of Clone Wars, I think. It was like a mm-hmm. two-episode arc. And they were just fire right away. And everybody was like, okay, we need more of them. And so now you got the series. And they're introduced. And you're also introduced to this other character, Omega, who is this young girl who is, by her name, might be the last of the clones. Because mm-hmm. the Bad Batch takes place at the end of the Clone War. When okay, because yes. I was going to ask you, how does this fit into the overall Star Wars timeline? Yeah, it starts off in the first episode, uh, at near the very beginning, it's Order 66. Because the Bad oh. Batch were last seen right before Order 66 happens on Clone Wars. Spoiler alert, the last season of Clone Wars involves Order 66 and the end of, death. what is that? Uh, yeah, Attack of the Clones, yeah. yeah. Ugh, Lots of yeah. death. No, Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah. So that's how Rebels, I mean, Clone Wars ties right into Revenge of the Sith, and then Rebels starts up like right before um, A New Hope. So that's how they tie in. So then Bad Batch is taking place right at the end of, right where Clone Wars ended, the Bad Batch is starting off. I see. So you're going to see people from Clone Wars in the Bad Batch, et cetera, all that coming. I'm, you know, 100% sure of that. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. That's so yeah, but um, they introduced this new character, Omega, who is the last of the clones because the Empire has now taken hold of the galaxy and they're phasing out the clone troopers in favor of the stormtroopers and just recruiting people from various planets. So they have this young girl, Omega, who joins up with the Bad Batch because you got to have a cute kid in a Star Wars story. And that's pretty much the premise without spoiling some of the big twist or there's a big twist in the first episode. That's pretty much the premise is setting up the crew and how it's going to go down from here on out for the rest of the season, which is like 16 episodes every Friday. Disney with that foot on the net because Loki's coming. They announced today that the Loki series will be every Wednesday. Right. 
Now, is it every Wednesday? Because Wednesday, at least in mythology, Wednesday is the day of, of Odin, Odin's day. I mean, look at you already dropping gems like it's views from the so. 616. You know what I mean? I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. But the problem is you got that. And then you got what we got. You got Bad Batch on Fridays. And it's like 16 yep. episodes. And then we have our shows that we drop on Mondays. And then we drop a show on Thursday. It's too much. It's too much. What more do you want from Friday? <laughs> Like, um, they are, like, that's our job at this point. So, I mean, we know y'all enjoy it. Like I said, we, we, we figure out something. We cannot promise these full-blown reviews of every single last show because it's just a lot and it's a lot of time. But I we will. We, we re- switch days of releases. Oh, cause... my God. But we will. But Loki is definitely happening. Like, yeah, we're definitely going to do Loki people, on normal. Are people going to wait till Monday, Monday for Loki? Yeah, but oh, oh, because it's Wednesday. Yes, or do they want yeah, it on that you should Friday? Be giving you that, 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 yeah, two day hold. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. I don't know. We have to what? figure it out, y'all. Yeah. All right. Well, while we figure that out, I think it's time we take a quick break right here, and we will be right back with more from the For All Nerds show. Hi, I'm Professor Brandon Obunu a scientist who studies genetics and epidemics. And when I'm not doing long division, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, yo, this is Danny Lore. And this is Vida Ayala. And we are Twin Speaks. And when we are not writing Ironheart or James Bond, we are listening to For For All All Nerds. Hi, my name is Genevieve King, and I play Jackie Veda on Netflix's Lock and Key. When I'm not cooking up new recipes in my kitchen, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, everybody. This is Peter Ramsey. I am the director of Rise of the Guardians and one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I like to listen to For All Nerds with Tatiana and the great Benjamin. Hey, this is Hiro Karangawa, actor and playwright. And you are listening to For All Nerds All The Way. Hi, this is Lexi Alexander, and I'm a filmmaker and a writer. And when I'm not playing with my vintage toys and feeding myself and my dog, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's up? This is Otto Asando. And when I'm not on television and movie sets, I am listening to For All Nerds. Welcome back, y'all, and thank you for joining us on yet another episode of the For All Nerds Show. As always, make sure you are following us on all the various audio platforms out there, such as iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you find great podcasts at. Hit follow on For All Nerds so you can get all this beautiful content and all of these wonderful shows from the For All Nerds umbrella. I need a Ella, Ella, (laughs) such as. Views from the Six, the Safe Negro podcast show whenever Lovecraft Country returns. But Views from the Six, where we're talking about all the Marvel-ish. People have been asking us about Bad Batch. I don't know. Can we do a Star Wars show on Views from the 616? It's a question. Views from the 616 is super hyper Marvel-focused, and I don't like mixing. Like, I don't like... What, what, I, don't what like Rose brands, said, I don't like mixing my colored cereal with my white milk. Like, I don't, I don't like, like doing that. Wow, that's weird. Um, I don't like building brands. I like cereal. Rose on Get Out did that. I know. And that was, you know, psycho. Super weird. <laughs> yeah. I like cereal with milk. Like, I don't know. Right. You know, um, yeah. I, here's, here's some more that actually applies to me. I don't like, like, like sweet and savory. Like, I don't like mm, chocolate covered pretzels. Like, I, oh, man. not into that. You and that's how I, I feel. Like, I don't want to put Disney with Marvel. I grew up eating them, uh, the mints you get at the movie theater. My Disney. You know, the mints you get at the movie theater, the little chocolate yeah. mints. I grew up loving them. And then recently I realized how, I mean, insane it is when you drop them into some popcorn. Oh. But the, oh, no, y'all are weird. Oh, my like God. That. It's so good. And I, I, if I'd known that all my life, I, oh, man, I'd probably have a heart attack right now. I'm good. But um, we need to figure out. If we're going to do a Star Wars, then focus podcast and yet another name and brand for that. And that just like, we, you know, we had to fall nerds brand and we, you know, it's like we got to build this brand and build that brand. It's like, how many brands are we going to build when it's all for all nerds in the end? 
might just be on for all nerds. If if we even get that far, y'all. It's just, again, I haven't even confirmed that I'm gonna do this. <laughs> this I mean, is but a you lot. know, when Ahsoka comes around, Ahsoka, oh yeah, you, you, you know, I'm gonna need you know some time to talk about these. Things, yes, yes, you know? yes. When well, we'll get there. The book but we of got- Boba Fett come around. You know what I mean. We'll get there, but but we got your your favorite segment coming up. All right, well, let's get into that right now. Make sure before we get into that, though, make sure you check out the views from the six one six, like we were just discussing the all star episode, yes. featuring everybody. everybody. <laughs> Rodimus Fan- Prime, Fantastic Jan- Frankie, Janicia F from T with Queen and J, also the Blur Girl, Caramel Horn, and us, and us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Six panelists discussing the entire The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Captain America and the Winter Soldier series. Yes. And shout out to the hundred people who, at least a hundred people or a little mm-hmm. bit more, that showed up for the live uh taping, if you want to call it that, but for the live taping and the yep. live recording of it. And uh again, Patreon people got all that information first. Everybody else was sitting out in the cold while Patreon people was sitting pretty with their popcorn and <laughs> ready to go. So again. As Ben Ami said, definitely make sure you ch- you check out that All-Star episode. You can see it on our YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. Mm-hmm. You can also listen to it on your favorite podcast platform, as we said before. And also make sure, make sure, you can, I think the lowest tier is a dollar or $2. And it's a monthly tier, meaning if you do $2 a month, you are indeed a Patreon fan fam. And you get special privileges, like access to all our giveaways, like access first to all of our events like free shit like we do it for y'all because we love y'all we do it for the fan fam so make sure y'all join we just dropped you can hear right now our invincible finale whole season review whole season review and it's only on patreon only on patreon we're not putting nowhere else nowhere else you got to go get that patreon.com slash for all nerds also if you want to like we said before if you want to see our beautiful faces because you could have watched that Zoom on the Zoom, or you could have caught it on twitch.tv slash for all nerds, where every week, as of now, Monday and Thursday at 1 p.m., <laughs> we're working on some time changes right it's gonna now. Be, it's going to be later on the Mondays. But it's going to be, be later on the Mondays, if it's still on Mondays, just low-key, making yeah. us think, rethink things. But anyway, right now, every Monday and Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch us semi-live, live in the chat. Doing these shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Views from the 616, For All Nerds, whatever else happens. Catch it there. Twitch.tv slash For All Nerds. We got Uncolored Page doing his weekly gaming sessions. Mm-hmm. We got me doing the weekly or semi-weekly DJ sessions. Mm-hmm. We got Tatiana King joining up, doing some gaming, talking her ish. By the time you listen to this, I have already have done a stream. I'm actually oh. going live tonight. There you go. You missed it because, you know, we record this and then release it. But, hey, <laughs> you now it. you know for the future. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash For All Nerds. Make sure you follow. Turn on notifications so you know whenever one of us is on there doing something. Because it's a lot going on on there and only more to come. And now, since it was delayed a little bit, we can get right into one of my favorite segments. Whew. The Geekly Asked Questions, the Guac is Extra, where we answer any and all listener questions. All you got to do is hit us up, contact at forallnerds.com. Really the best place to hit us. You know, don't go on these long-winded debates about Black Superman on Twitter. I appreciate (laughs) that one that happened today, but at the same time, it'd be even better. You know what I mean? Like my man said, you got some weed? No. It'd be cooler if you did. Yeah. Like, you know, hit us up, contact the forallnerds.com if you got these long, you know, debates or questions, whatever. Like, if you want to talk about why I don't, why I want a black Superman along with Icon and whatever other black character you want to name from DC, mm-hmm. hit us up, contact the forallnerds.com, or you can hit us with your question if it's a short question on Twitter, on Instagram at forallnerds. What do we have up first tonight? Up first comes from our Patreon from Loki right. World. Lovely. They write, "Who do you think the next MCU big bad is?" Fantastic Four and Internals make me think it'll be Galactus. Galactus makes for a good antagonist in that he isn't evil; he just needs to eat. Also, MCU Phase One through Three was the Infinity Saga. Do you think we have another ten years and three phases for this saga? 
Anyway, your show has been the highlight of my week for years, and I insist that you continue to flourish. Thank you so much, Loki. Appreciate you on the Patreon and appreciate the love. I'm glad that we're helping make your week better. Ben Amin is pointing to his vast, ridiculous collection. <laughs> it's not that ridiculous, but it's really that's not. A hu- it's ridiculous in, in size. That's a huge Galactus that you, yes. or a couple of huge ones that you have back there. Yeah. But I mean, you have the really tall one, like the old school one, and you have mm-hmm. this giant, almost like pop. Figure yes, times it's a, 50. It's a, yeah, it's the giant pop Funko Galactus that just dropped, actually. Okay, so is he going to be the big bad for the next phase? God willing. But no, um, I'm leaning oh, on yeah. right now. I, I do not think that they are getting your man Jonathan Majors to play Kang just for one film. Yeah, no. And K- Kang is Kang a big is not a one-film nigga. Nah. Like, no. Mm-mm. No. Now, whether or not Kang is just in a, you know part of like, because you got Fantastic Four coming, which means you got Doctor Doom coming. Guaranteed. Which pretty much means you got Galactus coming at some point as well. You you have to. And then we've also, I think we have another question related to this, but, you know, the next phase in like four, I don't think we'll have a big main villain. You know, the one we're seeing right now, I think it's just like with, you know, phase one, two, and three built up to the big main villain. Right. Now, I don't think we're going to have a 10-year build up. They talked about this uh, thing is more five-year. Oh, you know, so it's a little speedier timeline. Yeah, the next like you know phase plan they have is like a five year you know rollout. And, and, and you know what's helping that the Disney Plus shows. Yes, the, when you combine the the TV with the film, that that's yeah. able to help speed along the time. I mean, it's gonna be ridiculous amount of content we're getting over the next two years. You know, or this so. ridiculous amount of content we're getting over the last this three year. months. <laughs> the, this three months period right here, like we passed. already went through. WandaVision, we already went through uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Soldier. We're about to go into Loki. And there's random stuff in between. Like, there's so much stuff already happening. Mm -hmm. And so I I would hope for some Galactus action coming up real soon because I'm just, as you see behind me, I'm one of the biggest fans of Galactus, the Silver Surfer, all of his heralds, just his whole, you know, everything that comes along with Galactus, the whole. Galactic stuff, because Celestials, which are definitely going to show up in Eternals, as far as I know, because the Celestials have a big part in him. So we're getting into the bigger galactic concepts. You know, we've seen little bits and pieces of Celestials so far, but I think we're going to see living, breathing ones really doing action. And so that's when you get in, you know, the Celestials are these giant space rods like Galactus, and they're considered like brothers or cousins to Galactus in a way in the pantheon of space rods. So got it. Yeah, I'd love, I mean, you see, you know, there's no question. I love it, but I also love Kang. I love Doom. You know, all yeah. these characters. Marvel got, like, some villains coming out, you know, that are some of my favorites, so. And and these aren't, and hopefully they're not going to be these one and done type. Like, Kang mm-hmm. can't be one and done. Kang like, they can't be, be one, one and done, done type villains. Like, the stuff, and again, this is just TV, but you've seen these people get essentially put away or fridge for later or whatever, like. These are villains with, like, as we see in the comics, as we see in the animations, like, they just hang around. Because, like, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they find their way out of things or they just cannot be beat. They can't really be killed. Like, it's just, they can just be put off for another day. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. No, I think Marvel's learned this lesson. You know, like, they're bringing Abomination back from the Hulk movie. They are... Mm-hmm. Probably going to bring Killmonger back in some way, shape, or form. I think. I feel like they now yeah. as time going by, I'm like, oh my god, this is. Yeah. Happen. So I I feel like they've learned their lesson and like just don't off villains just for no good reason. Like at least let them have their moment to shine, like Thanos, before you do them in. You know. <laughs> like cut off that nigga head when he was making plantains. Man. All right. The next question comes from Missy510 from Twitter. They write, hey, fam, which upcoming MCU movie are you most excited for and why? For me, motherfucking Wakanda forever. Mm. The Marvels, because, again, that that trio, I'm really excited to mm-hmm. see how they put that all together. Um, I am interested in seeing Kate Bishop, so I would definitely... So it's not a film, but uh, I, the, the Hawkeye series. Mm-hmm. Um... What about you, Ben? Um, what movie are you interested in? Probably Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. And the Madness of the Multiverse. Yeah, Doctor Strange as well. America yes. Chavez. Yes. Yeah, America Chavez alone. Did, I agree you know, with you on that. That that alone. And for I've been reading that, uh, what's her name? Olsen, who played Wanda, said that the reason why Wanda left the town so quickly, why she dipped up out of there, I is because she knew people was coming up for that ass clearly and, and they're that's... coming for that ass in dr strange and the madness so 
the comeuppance that I've been waiting for is, you know, coming. The so comeuppance is coming. See. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Doctor yeah. Strange. I mean, Black Panther's like goes without saying. It's like, do you want to breathe? Right, yeah, right. of course. You know, do I want to see you Black Panther? Forward yeah. to Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh my God, nigga! Yeah. What? Like, I, let's, I mean, we're, we're for me. I'm naming specific movies, but let's really be clear: the entire yeah, it's phase the entire, four. It's just how it just. <laughs> it's just fun, like every I, phase. It's like I just want to see what's next and how like, it connects, and I don't know this and that. And I will say the only one that I have, if if I had to put it in a hierarchy, the only one that that would be on the bottom would be Internals, and only because I don't know really much about. Oh God, Eternals. no! See that? Yeah, because and that's I know only yeah. reason, not because I don't think it's going to be hype or not, or anything about the people who are playing in it, just because I don't know anything about it, so I don't have anything to go off on. But it's still within the realm of the entire Phase Four. I'm just just itching to see. Yeah, well, I'm not the biggest Eternals reader. I've read some of their stuff. Right now, Kieran Gillen has a new run on them. It's only on the third issue. Okay. Well worth checking out. You know, it's Kieran kicking ass as usual. And it's, you know, it introduces you to all the characters and the concepts of the Eternals. And they're an ill squad. You know, they're eternal. They're like immortal. They've been around since the beginning of time, pretty much. Even, I mean, not beginning of time, but very early in the universe. You know, they've been around. So they've been around on earth for thousands of years so the movie is going to show you how they've been affecting events and they were around and they're related to thanos you know he's a deviant which is related i'm not sure which way they're going in the in the actual mcu but in the comics there's the eternals who are like the good looking versions and then the deviants who are like the mutated i mean mute mutated genetic aberrations okay and they're two separate races and the deviants are traditionally like the evil race and the eternals are like the good race so it's kind of simplistic in the beginning, and that's been flipped yeah. on its head many different ways. But Thanos yeah. is one of the deviants. Yeah, and and, I, and I've and I've yeah. read, um, I, I've read about a lot of the backstory of the Eternals. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like like what you mentioned about where they come from and what they were, and like I, I started getting those connections, but like really having the full picture, I don't have that. Yeah, and like they were mistaken for like the Greek and Norse gods. Yeah. Which is why a lot of their names and they look like a lot of the, like they have abilities similar to the gods, and it's an ill story and it just connects to like this bigger, larger cosmic stuff, which is some of my favorite stuff in Marvel that they've hinted at a lot in Guardians of the Galaxy, got into yeah. some in Thor, but are gonna get deep into it in Ragnarok. Like uh, they already cast Russell Crowe yeah. as um, who's Hercules' father? Not Zeus. Odin. Zeus, yeah, Russell Crowe is now cast as Zeus. Yo, for that Rad man be in every universe, man. First he was Superman, Dad. He was kind of. And that's what Dad. we were saying. If they turn around and cast Henry Cavill as Hercules, they can't do that, fam. They can't do that. The stunt. They cannot. That would be the all stunts stunt. and shows. And they he would be a do that. perfect Hercules because the Hercules in a Marvel universe is a straight up drinking, fighting, fucking machine. My man be laying pipes at men, like women, Arthur she, Curry. her, him. Sounds like Arthur Curry, but okay. Or, you know, whatever happens, you know, however it goes down, he's a party animal, you know, and he's he's a great character. And Henry Cavill, you know, has that comedy. He has yeah, the yeah, yeah. look. I mean, Henry's a They can't do that. Yo, no. It they got the too much power. Ever. Marvel yeah. has too Tag, much you getting away power. Yeah. Yeah, Unlimited power. power. Yeah, Like, I just... No, there's no way. This can't we'll happen. see. We'll see. I mean, I say that knowing that shit is going to happen regardless. <laughs> but yep. it's just, wow. Okay. DC talking about doing a black Superman. They don't really need Henry right now. And uh, <sighs> him checks. And there's no, but I'm saying there's nothing in his contract that says, yo, you can't work for the enemy. Yep. Like, <laughs> nope. Them checks. Mm. Wow. Okay. Let's see what happens. Could you imagine? Next I mean, like, Chris. No. Could you imagine like the movie after Thor Ragnarok where it's like Chris Hemsworth and Henry Cavill, like Thor and Hercules? This is too much. This is too much. <laughs> and, and, oh, and that just reminds me of the last part I wanted to say. They have to do all of this cosmic shit because that's the only way you get to Galactus, mm -hmm. Silver Surfer, and, and, and Fantastic Four and all the rest of these people. Like, yeah, you have this entryway you had with Guardians and you had with, with Thor, but you really don't get into things until you do this new shit, this Eternals and all this other shit, until you can really open those cosmic doors. So I'm just beside myself. Yeah, and I will say, I don't know how you really top even Thanos. Like, Galactus isn't even a level of threat like Thanos was. You know, and that's the one thing. Well, he is in a different way. Like, yeah. Thanos is a 
because like you, it's like the question before this said like Galactus just needs to eat. Yeah. Right. Like that's his motivation. He just needs to eat, and you yeah. can and you can't necessarily assign good or bad to that. It's just no. like he's this entity, and this is just what he does. Yeah. And it's not, and it's whereas. Ten, like some people would like you had the argument before about Thanos where was he did did what he was what he did considered evil. You can debate that it wasn't because yeah. he had a good reason, I guess you yeah. know. But it's also like, but he also came from in my head the the perception of lack. Like if you can have things to make sure the world is balanced, why can't you just double things to help everybody out? Facts. So. Well. We'll see. And there's a lot of, you know, with some good writing, you can do some really ill stuff for Galactus. They've done it a million times. I just don't think of him as, like, the thing building up from Thanos, you know? Be like, where you build up to a Galactus. Because, one, he's, like, when you've already killed someone like Thanos, you know, the Avengers will be like, all right, well, you know, and when you got Captain Marvel and Photon and these other really powerful people who can, I mean, they can't stand Galactus, though. He'd smash all of them. Right. So we'll see how but, it goes, but I mean you know? <laughs> if, but you saw it literally took every single last person at, to bring Thanos down. Like, yeah, and Galactus they, is putting the whammy had, on them. If they had um, Monica and all them other people, it wouldn't have changed. They already had Miss Marvel, uh, not Miss Marvel, but they already had Captain Marvel, yeah. who's supposed to be greater than everybody combined. So, and that's still shit. It shit still didn't matter. And which is, I still think, like, I hear what you're saying. Maybe from a real strategic perspective, it, it not, it's going to be different. But Galactus is this literal world eating, unstoppable yeah. force. Yeah, he's and another. That's a big fucking thing to deal with. Yeah. No, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, for me to see that purple giant coming over, like, a New York City skyline or something, I'll, you know. Right. Like, think about, like, yeah. I could imagine. Scared. But see, and unless you know what Thanos was up to, you just be like, who is this purple motherfucker? But with Galactus, you just see that and immediately terror before you. Because yeah. you're just like, there's no stopping this. No. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I still feel like Galactus is still one of the, what, what, what they say, Omega level, God level Definitely. type of yeah. vi villains or, <sighs> or antagonists, if you will. Like, there's, I'll lose it's, my it's, mind. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm most looking forward to. Seeing they Galactus made a tree, screen. a talking tree and a talking raccoon work. They can make anything work. Had me crying with that trailer when he was like, we are a group. I was like, we are ah! I miss baby group. Okay. The next question comes actually from our audio engineer, Luna himself. What up, Luna? Luna writes, last episode got me thinking. After 73 shows, wow, you've, you've edited a lot. After 73 shows, why have I never picked an AKA? I am formally submitting my AKAs to be read and judged. Ben, have mercy on your audio engineer. Here goes. Number one, Soundwave Superior. Like Soundwave and, and I guess like Soundwave the the uh, Transformer the Transformer. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so I okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, the friendly neighborhood sound mixer. I like that one better. I, I see where he was going with it. It's like you got to say it in the right way, you know, like the friendly neighborhood sound mixer, you yes. know, or something like that. Yeah. Yes, I like that one. I like that one better than Soundwave Superior. Yes. And finally, number three. Luna Ragnarok, these levels. <laughs> Luna, cue the Price is Right loser music. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they cared about that one. But Luna, I mean, I like it. You know, it's like it's almost. You know, it's like you went for the three sixty dunk and banged it on the rim. You know, what oh. I mean, like. I yeah. okay, so Luna, I personally like number two the best. So yes. if you want to use that one as one of your your top yes. AKs, I would say go, go for that one. Yes, me too. I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. Thank you for thank your bravery. You. Even thank you. You're for... part of the team. Thank you for your bravery. Yes, love you, Luna, man. Thank you so much. All right, the last question comes from our dear friend Maze. Uh oh. Maze writes, "Your what up, fan fam? Is Maze, aka Maze Windu." A.K.A. Darth Hader. Mm -hmm. A.K.A. Jabba Ranks. We know about that one. We've yeah. heard that one. A.K.A. Babu Freakalik. Instead of Babu Frick. Yeah. All right. Well, which Uncle one is Luke's... Babu Frick? Babu Frick was the little uh, in... Um... <laughs> Mandalorian, I have spoken. Not Mandalorian. And um, what was the... what was Which one was it where they were on the fucking casino planet and wasting time? Oh. Um, The last one with Rose. Was that last... Not Last Jedi, but the one before Yeah, Last it. Jedi. Yep. It, it, yeah, that's the last show. Was it? Okay. Yeah. But Babu Frick was the little 
the little alien, like the little tiny alien that was like, I forgot what he was doing specifically, but oh, he was fixing shit. Like he was like a master mechanic or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, my man's okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah, and he had the gun at one point. He was getting yeah, okay. busy with the gat. So Babu Freaka League, all right. right. Uh, Uncle Luke Skywalker. Yes, we've heard yeah. that one from you. Yes, uh, the and Millennial everyone. Falcon. Okay, I think we've heard yeah. that one too. And AKA General Cannoli. <laughs> we both were just like, what? <laughs> Is that like a? This are is the May. Star Wars, but these are all Star Wars related because he, this is from all May the Fourth. So. Oh, this is the May. I get yeah. it. Like this is the way. This is the May. Like this is the May. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Move. Let's let's get to the question. Serious question. I've <laughs> never been the morality police when it comes to the media. No, I, you haven't. But I come to ask the question. <laughs> Does Lena Waithe have a thing for black trauma porn? I don't want to say she hates her own people, but wow. after Queen and Slim and most recently the Them series on Prime, I have some concerns. I got to the ending of the fifth episode and literally had to calm my nerves from the traumatic events that unfolded. I know the show was going to be rooted in racism to a certain extent, but the scene in question really had me asking, why did they have to show that? Spoiler warning without being too... Uh, Okay, yeah, don't say all that. Don't say this? Okay. Okay, there's some basically there's some fucked up shit that happens uh on on them. Um, who the fuck thought this was okay? Traumatized and sad maze. Oh, well there's there's a lot uh being said about them and about black trauma porn, and I won't single out Lena because she Lena's the producer on that. Yeah, like an exec producer, which means she just put her name on it. There's a black man who's the real showrunner of the show and uh even Rodimus Prime, our guest on the All Star episode, he's been having some he really not enjoyed them, but he appreciated it. And he's been talking about how we shouldn't be ashamed of what white people have done to us. And to be able to show it and talk about but it. But it's not a shame. It's I don't want to see this shit. It's yeah, not, I'm all, it's, I'd also I don't want to put words in his people. mouth either. Don't, you know, don't like okay. I'm not sure exactly what he was, you know, his point, but he definitely appreciated. I I won't watch this shit. I just don't I, I care. won't watch it. I, I, I think I said it around the same time you did. Like, I, I'm not going to watch them now or ever. I don't want to be put through that. Like the stuff I've and, and again, yeah, you can say you don't want to go by hearsay, but from the script itself, the stuff I've read, I'm like, I mm-hmm. don't want to watch that. Yeah. What Maze just mentioned right here, I would never need to see that in my life. I didn't even want y'all to even hear the description of it because unless you really want to watch that, you don't need to even hear it. And there's this thing, like, I've been struggling to get through through this book, uh, A People's History of the United States, which pretty much starts with Christopher Columbus's first letter back to the Queen of Spain and then goes, you know, step by step through how the United States was formed and a lot of stuff that's just not known. And it's a lot of the horrors and the evils that it took to get to this nation of today. And it's just a tough read because every time I pick it up, I'm like, Oh my God, these white men are dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, there's this HBO documentary series on HBO Max, eliminate the brutes, which a lot of people have been talking about. We haven't really mentioned on the show this you week. I, okay. Well this week I finally sat down and watched the first episode. I couldn't get through it once again. Because it is yet again showing how toxic whiteness has just been a different thing on this planet. And I got into this long discussion with one of my friends this week, and he was talking about basically how he feels that it's not whiteness, it's more humanity, it's just twisted. And I just disagree. Like it's definitely whiteness. There's I mean, no, don't get me wrong, like, you know, Genghis Khan rolled through, you know, murdering everyone, you know, mm-hmm. raping and pillaging, like no problem. You know, there have been historically, you know, people do dirt. But the system of whiteness and what it did in imperialism and stuff in the modern world, that's what my argument. I can't imagine what they were doing then. I know what these motherfuckers are doing right now. You know, and that's why it's so hard for me to watch stuff like this because, and even read about it, like I say, when I'm reading the true history, it's tough because, one, I know, you know, it's like motherfuckers is grimy. I grew up in the South in Texas. You know, they were dragging people behind trucks while I was Mm -hmm. a child. You know, this shit was in the newspaper, you know, mm. that's how I grew up, you know? So it's like, I've been called nigger to my face by white men, you know, this as a child, you know, it's mm. different. So I've been, you know, that, that was even when I was talking about my friend, cause he grew up in like Maryland. I was like, dog, you don't understand the white people I grew up with. 
You know, yeah. it's a different thing down there. We yeah. grew up with it in your face where it was like you could never ignore the history because they were still repeating it right there to you. Mm. You know, so it was impossible to ignore what we'd been through when they're doing it again. There was a, a legendary story about there's a high school Lamar in Houston, Texas, where these four white kids in the 90s wore T-shirts that said, if the South had won this war, we wouldn't be in this mess. They came to high school wearing these shits. And niggas bust their ass. You know, everybody bust their ass. And it turned into race riots at the school because people oh were just God. fighting. You know like what I mean? These, that's, these yeah, microaggressions that y'all do that get, and then blow up to something more. And it's like y'all want it to blow up into something. Yeah, they wanted to blow it. up. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I grew up with a different so I can't really I want to see different shit. Like I don't want to see another slavery story because that's not our entire history. There's several coming. I know, and that's just not our entire history. Mm-hmm. And like I was a person who praised Judah Judah and the black Judas and the black Messiah, you know, before when I first saw it, I was praising it on the show. And then the more I thought about it, the less I enjoyed that film. I saw uh, Cheo Hodari Coker, you talk about it the other day, and you're like, yo, go out and buy it. And I just couldn't even retweet that or anything. I was just like, because I just don't appreciate it. I feel like that film is a film that doesn't tell you enough about Fred Hampton. It sidelines his character, and it ends with the idea of we will kill you if you attempt a revolution. And it doesn't show you how to do a revolution. You know, it just. But what but, what, what what work of art is going to actually tell you how to do it in America? Lot. In America, I mean, maybe not a mainstream film like that, but that's my point. It's like I don't really even want to appreciate these films where they're ending with "No, we'll kill y'all niggas." You know what I mean? I like Lovecraft Country, where it's like, "No, kill these whiteies." Right, but Lovecraft is also fiction. Yes, but at the same time, they pulled it off, and it, the imagery is still there. It's still, and the words and the meaning behind those words are still there. That's the difference. You know, and that's why it's so powerful and that's why it's so important. And even the shit that I couldn't deal with, like Shorty choking the white girl out at the end, was so important because y'all never learn, as she said. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like what we were talking about on the All-Star episode where we had to talk about the youth and, ha- and them having a different mentality, you know. And I'm one of the people who was like hoping for a peaceful solution, you know, like where people just naturally grow and we move on from these like like when someone was arguing about black superman and stuff like i i don't care because that's such minor ideas the idea that a character should be dictated by the race or that you should say something about someone because they sleep with someone like oh he's gay you know those are like such ridiculous labels that we've done to create and separate each other from each other and I think of I I want the world to be of a star trek nature where people are not worried about such stupid things so I try and ignore them as much in my own life. And don't, you know, like when people are like, oh, you know, is a black Superman got to deal with racism? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not writing a movie. You know what I mean? But a black Superman to me is a powerful thing when we grew up in a time when you could not have a black Superman. So, yes, I want an icon character, but I also want a black Superman because I want people to get past that. You know, I want a Chinese Superman. I want a Native American, you know, gay trans. You know, whoop, whoop, blue, green, I, Batman, it don't matter to me because that stuff shouldn't, you know, as long as the traits of their character stay what they are. That's all that matters. So this other, you know, I want, I'm I'm past the trauma shit, I'll be honest, for the most part. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, I want to see us doing great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I mean, like, it's also understood that trauma is a part of life. Yes, or, drama is a part of life. In general, but it's yes. also just like, the hyper focus on that's what gets made, that's what gets produced, that's what gets mm-hmm. the energy and attention above all else. That is the problem. Because and 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 again, it's you have to be clear. It's not like this is the only things being made. No, this is the only thing that's getting the hyper attention to it. Because mm-hmm. there's plenty of indie producers and filmmakers and all sorts of things, including us writers that are writing things and creating things that have nothing to do with any of this trauma stuff. Do characters go through some form of trauma? Of course, that's life, mm-hmm. but not like this and yeah. not necessarily tied to, as you mentioned, slavery or other things like that. Like there's other parts of our history that need to be shown. So like if you're going to show, like once again, that's why I appreciated Lovecraft Country because it actually showed Black Wall Street before it got burned. It showed it getting burned, yes, but it also showed, you know, Letty's character coming like a phoenix from the ashes of it, you know, mm-hmm. so it had that imagery. It had that strength. And it, it, it had, it had you redemption. It. it had lots yes. of redemption points in it, which is why 
particularly about Lovecraft Country, why it was so satisfying and enjoyable. Because okay, yeah, there's trauma, yeah, there's there's the racist mm-hmm. shit's happening. Yes, that history is there, but there's so many points of redemption and points of revolution, yeah. as as you stated before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Sorry you had to sit through that maze, but we told you, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we've been not asking about that. that one for months, and we've been like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I, and again, I'm not gonna put all that on Lena. Like, no, not at all. No. Like, you know, like there's 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 stuff that you disagree with her approach on things, but I'm not gonna put all that on her. So yeah, even like Queen and Slim, like I understand, and I I you know was did not like the ending, but even before I saw the film, I knew that these characters were gonna die. That is, the film is based on the Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, it always happens, you know. They always uh, Sel- Thelma and Louise. Yeah, they're dead in the end, man. Dead in the end. It's spoiler if you haven't seen them joints, but you know Thelma and them go out too. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. They go out, you know, like everybody. I'll be your just, Huckleberry. They just uh, happen to be black in this one and go out. Yeah. yeah so. So that is the end of Arc Walk. As mm-hmm. Ben, I mean, told y'all with all of the information. If you want to ask us any type of question, be it about geek and pop culture. Be it about your family, be it about naming your child or your newborn puppy, whatever it is, we are here to talk to you. Contact at 4allnerds.com on the emails or hit us up at 4allnerds on the socials. And if you are on our Patreon, you could doesn't matter what tier you're on, patreon.com slash 4allnerds, you get guaranteed guac questions. So definitely drop it in the chat. You can, you can just send us a message and we'll read it and add it like we did today. Mm-hmm. So thank you. And before we get out of here tonight, because I talked about anyone comments earlier in this episode, I went by, it's been a, a minute since I've been in a combo book store. Oh, but I can mention that on the show, right? Your boy yeah. did get his second shot for hey! those who thought I was, you know, out here faking. We've had Brandon Obunu <laughs> on here. You know, we've been talking about the you, bad scene. We've been faking. talking about everything. You were yeah. getting to the point where, where you were comfortable with your knowledge and you understood you did exactly what people are supposed to do you asked the questions you did your research you talked to an actual expert and then you came to your own conclusion there and the conclusion is you're now a pfizer poppy i'm All now right. a pfizer poppy <laughs> doubled up um no i'm not putting my card up here because y'all can yeah. get that info but yeah. yeah trust and believe i'm actually now a little over 24 hours as we speak from my second shot and i'd say my side effects have been Pretty minimal so far, you know. One of the knock, lucky ones. I'm gonna knock on the wood again. I've had a bit of a headache. That's about it. If you know, my arm was a bit sore, you know. But yeah, second shot in, I'm good to go, and uh, it feels good. So yeah, I went into a comic book store. I was still masked up, you know, as everyone should be. Still and I went into up. anyone comics, and I picked up some joints because it'd been a minute, and now I get to show them off because you're watching right now on twitchtv nerds. So you can see these beautiful covers of Far Scepter by N.K. Jemison, yes. the famous, and art the by Jamal Campbell, who, if you don't know him now, you will know him in the, soon because this motherfucker is a superstar in the making. Like that every art panel, is sick. Every panel of this book so far, you know, has just been stupid. Pick it up; it involves a Green Lantern and a Far Scepter of the universe. She's a black woman. She has a different abilities than the rest of the Green Lanterns, and she's trying to solve a murder mystery. And it's written by N.K. Jemison, who's just, you know, one of the fantastic writers. So there's all this world building. There's like three different alien races that they created for this series alone. And they are involved in this whole murder that's going on. Just a very dope series. I've actually just been buying them and putting them away because I stopped on like issue five. So I'm waiting for the whole limited series to finish before I just, you know, go back and read the whole joint. Um, Children of the Atom by friend of the show Vita Ayala and Bernard Chang. This is the first issue. They're out on number three already. But this, I've been talking about it a lot. This involves these characters, as you can see, who look like X-Men from before. Like, you see the black woman with the fro is Gambit. The black woman is Gambit, yeah. Yep, the Cyclops-type dude. The Archangel guy in the back with the wings. Who's that Um, in the corner? Is that Magneto-like? Type person, bottom left. I can't. Bottom see. left is like a Jean Grey type person, but it's a dude. It's a green oh, okay. costume, like the old Miss Mar. I mean Marvel girl. And then they got a teleporter daycrawler. His name instead of nightcrawler. Like a nightcrawler. Okay. Yep. And the mystery of why they're like this is still not be revealed. Three issues in, but it's great. 
Um, I recently went back and reread and read because I'd missed some of the stuff. Like I read the whole Dawn of X, like all the series that leads up to Swords of X. So pretty much everything that came out after Powers of X and House of X. I read the whole thing in chronological order. It's been fantastic. Like if you're not reading everything and it's a lot, you know, because there's mad different series. It, you know, you might miss some certain stuff, but just overall, what they've done with the X-Men has just been fucking incredible. And that leads into one of my favorite books out right now, Sword, by Al Ewing. And who is this motherfucker on this art? Because this art uh, is stupid, too. Uh, shitty. I don't know them. Stitty. Art is silly. But Sword involves the X-Men basically going into space and dealing with some old insane space shit. They've got, you know, it's an ill team made up of Agent Brand. My man, uh, Gateway, I think is his... No, Gateway is his father. Gateway is the aboriginal dude or like his grandfather. Okay. Manifold is his name. Who's this okay. uh, Australian, you know, original Australian person who can talk to the universe. Like he has his, uh, I think it's talk issue... Talk to the universe itself. Yeah, because for those who know the 90s X-Men, they used to live in Australia and there was this aboriginal mutant there named Gateway who would teleport them around. So Manifold is like his successor, but Manifold's like, Mm -hmm. he has this one solo issue. I want to say it's issue two or three. No, it's issue three. Yeah, this one right here. He has this solo issue, issue three, where he starts it off like, I'm not a teleporter. I talk to the universe. Mm. And then it he just explains and you see what that means throughout the issue. And it is, you know, incredible. I mean, it's Al Ewing, the same dude who did Immortal Hulk. Right. So right. you already know the writing is stupid. He did before he did Immortal Hulk, he did Ultimates, which was a series about big galactic, you know, level threats. And so Sword is back to that, but with the mutants, it's pure fire. Amazing. Um, and and the cover artist is Valerio Skiti. Okay, that's the interior artist, too. Stiti is the interior artist, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're, oh, my God, sick with it. The pencil says cover artist and penciler Skiti, yeah. Yep. And then I also picked up Is Nana, the Wear Spider, independent book right here. Um, I got the latest two issues. Oh, let me it. see that cover again. Yeah, Pure Fire right here. Beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah, beautiful. What's that about? Is Nana, the Wear Spider involves this dude. Uh, it's like... um. It's like a black Spider-Man type tale, okay. but with the idea of Mr. Nancy, like the spider gods of Africa being used as, you know, the inspiration and the powering. I've only read the first trade. I haven't got a chance to read these uh, latest two issues right here, but it's straight up independent. Made, I mean, check this out. You know, it's like independent, black. You know, mm-hmm. we always talk about supporting POC. And who writes it? Greg... Anderson Elise, and that's who I picked this up from. He was okay. out. He was out there, you know, slanging them products. I got a oh on the street, nice. I'm, yeah, he was at Anyone Comments. I got okay. a, it's Nana the Wear Spider. If you go to Anyone Comments, I'm sure they got more of these. The little sticker right here is Pure Fire, so you can get yourself one of these. Very nice. And goddamn, I got a lot this week. Real quick, this is book Stealth by uh, Costa Belgrade and Bond villain from Image Comics. Stealth involves this black superhero, Stealth, who you see on the cover, who I can't Detroit. even Detroit. And he lives it, in Detroit. He lives in Detroit, and <laughs> I can't give away the big twist of the first issue. I've only read the first issue of this trade, but it fucked me up. You know what I mean? The, the big twist in it was a dope twist. Where I was he brings like, R. Kelly to jail. Wouldn't that be in Chicago? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, that's not exactly what happens. But if you want, once again, an independent, you know, image comics, um, it was created by Robert Kirkman, but it's written by this person, Costa. Like, I think Kirkman created and passed it on. Um, The back of it says, for decades, Stealth has waged war on crime in Detroit, but now he's taken his pursuit of justice too far. Only reporter Tony Barber knows that behind Stealth, reckless behavior, well, I guess this... Shit, that gives away the twist. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm not gonna keep reading it. No, I'm about to say I didn't. I didn't process it fully, so it's fine. Don't don't read no more. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn, they gave away the twist on the back of the. But it is. Well, the then, first it must issue. not be that much of a twist. There must be more coming then. Well, it's more coming. All right, I'll give it away. Basically, Tony Barber is this reporter, and he's a black dude. And for the whole first issue, you think he's stealth. Turns out it's his daddy. Oh, his okay. stealth. An old man with Alzheimer's is still running around trying to be stealth. 
Oh, no, not Alzheimer's, though. No, no, because he beats his son's ass like Omni-Man in the first issue because he don't recognize him. Or as as the older people in my family call it, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah. yeah. So, dope book. I only read the first issue of that. And last, but certainly not motherfucking least, because these joints is giant, is the other history of the DC Universe. So far, there are three of these out. They're by John Ridley, who's a big-time screenwriter, writer in general, all kind of, you know, just dope. Basically, each of these cover, each of these big magazine to their giant-sized books cover a different character in the DC universe. Like, this one is about Black Lightning, everybody's favorite. Mm-hmm. Black, Black Lightning. <laughs> and it goes through... With his oh, chest that, out. Yeah, that page shows some white people, but... It goes. It's a lot. It's a lot of text with some beautiful art as well. But it basically goes through and tells the story of their history, and relates it to the rest of the canon, like major events that happened in DC Comics. But tells it from the reality of what it would be like for a black person to live through these things. Mm. So the first issue was like uh, Black Lightning, which was really ill. And then the second issue was featured these characters, Jericho and Bumblebee from the Titans, mm-hmm. who you might know from the Titans, mm-hmm. and their relationship and them, you know, because they're a married couple and them going through all these things. And I the know latest, Bumblebee. Yep. And the latest issue, who I, which I haven't read yet, features Katana, the Japanese character who we saw in Suicide Squad. Ooh, a, wow. Wicked oh cover. Yeah. Wicked. Wow. All the covers are wicked. All the art throughout it is wicked. And John Ridley is fucking killing it. Because it's such a... I'm not as big DC, you know, where I know all the history. But I know a general enough where I'm reading these stories and how he's connecting the dots, you know, and making it make sense and making it like, oh, okay, historically what was happening. And it really being like really black. Like, Black Lightning doesn't like uh, Green Lantern. The John Stewart. John Stewart, about to say, it got to be the black guy. Yeah, because they have different, you know, political views. And he looked at him as like this way. And he's like, oh, I didn't really like him. And then he's like, then I met him. And when we met, we talked. That's real life. Yeah. And when we talked, I was like, yo, this is just a brother trying to make it like me. You know what I mean? So it's a really ill He's just another Sam Wilson, man. Just another Sam Wilson, man. You know, man, (laughs) got different views than me. But, you know, we still hang out, have a drink. I don't know if he smoked them trees. but Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) But that is Ben Amin's comics I copped. Copped. He copped a lot this week. Make sure you show us the comics you copped. We saw a lot of people send us in there. The Hellfire Gala. Like, that's another beast. Coming up big. Looks uh, Oh, my God. I wasn't even as hyped for that until I started reading all these X-Men issues. I was. As soon as I saw the first few outfits, and again, fashion, I was all over that shit. I was hyped for that once I saw the fashion. But they've been building up to it for a while. But it wasn't until I read all these X-Men issues and I realized that everybody fucking each other. And I'm like, oh, now nah, I can't wait for the everybody gala. Everybody knows each other's business. I mean, everybody just like, oh, man, Wolverine. Just the fucking. panels that they released or people have been releasing already are just out of control. That but in Colossus the, with the beard? The whole Colossus stuff. Like, <laughs> like, if y'all thought y'all were too horny and need to get out, like... Mm. <laughs> Too much. As I said, thank you to everyone who's been posting up your comments. I caught. We see them. We RT them. We comment on them. Thank you very much. You use that hashtag comics. I caught. If you click on that hashtag, you will see years worth of recommendations. Really cool recommendations. You'll find some incredible art with some dope authors and dope stories. So make sure you are checking that out. Also, check if you can check out the comments that Ben I mean just showed you all. Just I'll be posting presented. all these tomorrow by the time you hear this, so you'll be yes. able to see And yeah, I mean it's a lot of good stuff. Like I say, if, if you if you want just a big series to read, I would highly recommend picking up the Dawn of X. If you've already read Powers of X and House of X, they've been releasing them like Dawn of X Volume One, Two, Three, Four, leading up into Swords of X. Mm-hmm. Then there's been some stuff after Swords of X, and that's leading into the Hellfire Gala, which is like the next big x-men crossover this summer and i'm hyped for y'all because they're killing this shit killing it